Cody murdered, Karrion Cross is NXT champion, Roman Reigns returns and looking jacked, and Pikachu in the crowd. This is Turnbuckle Commentary with the SummerSlam Weekend 2020 Post Show. Okay, this was a hell of a weekend, and you know what? I don't think there was too many bad matches this entire weekend. There certainly wasn't a bad show. So, let's get started. We're going to start with All Elite Wrestling Dynamite special Saturday night, which occurred after the NBA playoffs in the United States and in Canada. Instead, it aired at 10 Eastern on TSN2, which makes me wonder how the ratings will be because it did not have that NBA run-in. All right, let's start. First match on the on of the weekend, I guess, depending on where you are. I'm not quite sure when it aired in the States, so, but Private Party versus FTR. Now, I know I'm not usually big on Private Party, but I like this match. This was more of a uh, FTR match, that's for sure. A lot more grounded, and this is easily my favorite party ma- Private Party match I have seen. Quite liked it. I mean, we got Tully Blanchard now managing FTR, which certainly makes sense. Especially with the long-rumored Four Horsemen rebirth involving FTR and, and Cody and Sean Spears. Which, quite frankly, I really hope happens in 13 days. As of recording this, I guess. As usual, I am recording at 12.30am on Monday, August 24th. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta stop doing these this late. This was very, very good match, though, at the end of the day. FTR wins 13 minutes. I thought it was the right amount of time. And that makes FTR apparently 6-0, according to Tony Schiavone. Awesome. Very solid match. Very, very good. We get a promo from John Moxley, which was really a typical Moxley promo. But, again, quite good. And then, of course, it goes into MJF. MJF has gone so campy, so over the top, that it's just, it's wrestling ridiculousness is what it is. Early on, he was more of just your generic asshole. But now he's just become a wrestling asshole. I kind of like the uh, more animated, I guess you could say. More campy, more wrestling. It's it's great. I think he's really become... Becoming that classic heel. And, you know, he's, like I said on the pre-show, or this, about this past week, he's really using the current news is to his advantage without using the really shitty news that's been going on the last several months. <laughs> match number two, Lucha Brothers, Butcher and the Blade versus Jurassic Express and the Natural Nightmares. Good match. Good tag match. I really like how AEW starts out with these tag matches. Great starts to the show, for the most part. I mean, that was not crazy about last week's, but is what it is. Another 13-minute match. This has been a real common thing with AEW since the beginning, where we will have multiple matches throughout the night of the exact same length. I don't know if that's by design. I mean, these are both tag matches, so it should be the same, you know... I think it's the Bucks in charge of the tag team division, isn't it? So, I don't know if this is by design or if it's just fluke, but, you know, it was a good match, but after the match, 
is the good shit. Eddie Kingston comes out, and I mean, anytime Eddie Kingston comes out, you're going to fucking listen. And we get a new faction, it seems, of uh, Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade. But at the end of that, we have Eddie Kingston looking at the camera, giving a wink. Now, AEW has done subtleties before, long-term stuff before. So I don't know, is this a little hint? Or is he just like, look, Ma, I made it. I guess we'll get to see. We saw footage of Britt Baker in rehab wanting to uh, do a handicap match against Big Swole because Big Swole never specified the match type. I like that. That's a, uh, it's a very heel thing to do. I mean, okay, I'll accept the match. He didn't say it was a singles match. I like it. So we get a handicap match offering offers free dental for a year. That's great. I just loved that. The Penelope Ford. Kind of a... They've really been leaning on Penelope Ford since this whole shit show began. Which is good. I mean, Penelope Ford, I think, is really showing something now. So we'll see. We'll see how that ends up. Then there's the, uh, of course, the Orange Cassidy first ever in-ring interview. Which went about as expected. Jericho comes out. Says, puts over Orange Cassidy. This really wasn't much of a heel Jericho, though. Putting over Orange Cassidy and saying, you know, my time we'd have a rubber match since they're both one and one. And he challenges to him. To, uh, wow. Challenges him too, easy for me to say. A Mimosa Mayhem match. I don't know either. I guess we'll find out on the uh, 8th or whatever. I can't remember the fucking date. We'll find out at the pay-per-view anyway. I mean, it's Chris Jericho, so I think it's going to be interesting. It's probably going to be great. Next up, Dark Order versus the Elite. It was an Elite match. Every match is the fucking same pretty much these days. Kenny Omega, who gives a damn anymore? I absolutely hate how he's been booked with all Elite Wrestling. Because, well, yeah. Anyway, winners the Elite in 14 minutes. Again, look at that time code. You get uh, Darby Allen and Will Hobbs, which was a four-minute Darby match. That didn't really matter. What mattered was the post-match. Where Taz brought out Ricky Starks for some reason dresses all dresses Darby and doing that shitty Darby impression. Before Cage came on and, you know, hit him with the FTW belt, which is, as Jericho said, absolutely meaningless. I mean, it's not garnering any heel heat or nothing. Certainly does not have the meaning it had in ECW. But hey, it is what it is, and I'm sure that was a Taz idea. And I don't want to piss off Taz, so it's fucking awesome. We get Sammy Guevara coming out. I actually didn't see this because TSN hasn't been doing the fucking uh, picture in picture. This was a story point that every viewer in Canada missed. Unless we saw it on Twitter. Thankfully, I saw the majority. At least I saw the cue card portion. Just all of a sudden, Sammy comes out with his cards. Commercial. Comes back. Sammy's laid out. So I understand it. Matt Hardy snuck a few cue cards in there. A la what Edge did to Kurt Angle in 2002 with the back of the cards. Back of the pictures. What's old is new again, and this was, a uh, Well, if I would have actually seen it live, this would have been interesting. Fucking TSN. Yeah. Whatever. We got Thunder Rosa. Which, this certainly piqued my interest. Now, first off, I'm a big Sheeta fan. I absolutely love Sheeta. So, seeing her facing Thunder Rosa... As the National Wrestling Alliance Women's Champion with that beautiful classic belt. Like, she's going to be bringing that belt, it certainly can be assumed. 
because it was in the promo package. So this is interesting. Are we going to get more NWA crossover? Will we be able to see Ricky Starks back in the studio? And more so, how will Corgan book him if that is the case? So this, I think, is more than just a match that interests me, but also the future of NWA and AEW working together. I'm looking forward to this, and I'm looking forward to beyond this match. At the end of the day, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida, it's going to be fucking awesome. That's going to be good. That is going to be good. And Ross, of course, put over that Thunder Rosa is a threat. Whether or not he's actually seen Thunder Rosa, that's a different story. <laughs> I mean, we know how it is. Diamante and Ivelisse versus the Nightmare Sisters with Diamante and Ivelisse going over in 10 minutes. This really shocked me. I mean, I think a lot of us thought the whole point of this tournament was to give Brandy something to win. At the end of the day, she still... She was not pinned. Allie was. You can't have Brandy take the fucking pin. Yeah. Okay, match. I mean, when you get Brandy... Look, I have seen Brandy wrestle live. I saw her wrestle someone who had next to no training... In her first ever match here in Calgary. Oh, that was rough. It was a mixed tag match with Cody. Oh, man. The stuff with Cody and MRB was fucking awesome. The stuff with Brandy, not so much. I was glad to see Ivelisse and Diamante win. Those medals are fucking huge, though. I mean, they're <laughs> they're huge. Those are wrestling medals. They could have been considerably smaller. We get a uh, hype for next week's AEW. Uh, including Jericho joining the commentary team, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a tables match, the tag team gauntlet match, Moxley MJF contract signing, Big Swole versus Britt Baker in a handicap match. I can't see Baker really wrestling too much, but we'll see what happens there. Hardy and Guevara in a tables match will be good. I see nothing wrong with that. That's probably going to be actually really good. Tag Team Gauntlet, I think that's going to have some good, some bad. Curious who wins, I would expect. It's going to be FTR. We'll see what happens there. Moxie MJF contract. And yeah, now on to the main event. This is only six minutes. Okay. Uh, Cody with Arn Anderson versus Brody Lee in the TNT Championship match. This was probably one of the... I, before the end of SummerSlam, this was the most most unexpected event of the weekend, I think. Um, definitely number two. And that's Cody getting murdered. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He got fucked up. I mean, this was a squash. Did anybody expect the former Luke fucking Harper to squash Cody? You know, the number two in the company? This was shocking. It was definitely something. Like, it was rough. Got to a point where it's hard to watch. Which... I mean, we got a heel winning the championship, so I guess that's exactly what they wanted. But, oh, and then the postman, we get the stretcher job, the postmatch beat down, which was just brutal. Arn is taken out. Brandy comes out, tries to protect her, and Anna Jay chokes out Brandy, which, I mean, that's probably going to lead to a fucking another Brandy match. <sighs> but, at least we got, you know, Anna Jay involved, because, uh, I think she's got a bright future in front of her. And then, you know, Brody dumps the unfinished title all cut up on Cody. Wow. Excellent, excellent finish. This was a great AEW Dynamite. I hope it gets a good rating because, I mean, it was on during 
takeover, but I would expect to be pretty low in the live, but good in the plus three. Quite, it's, I don't know if it really set up Thursday very well, but is this with this week, AW will be on Thursday. I got checked TSN, see when it's on. But yeah, that was something. Okay, the second event of the weekend. That well, second major event. There was a lot of shit. I didn't watch the Game Changer Wrestling. I kind of wish I did, but well, oh well. NXT Takeover 30. Yeah, I mean, what can be said about this show other than wow? <laughs> Uh, this was, it was TakeOver. I mean, they go balls out for TakeOvers, right? Pre-show actually had a match, because of course they were counter-programming AEW. Which, truthfully, I was cooking dinner. I didn't really watch it. But I sure turned around quick when I heard the TV say that Breezango are number one contenders? What? And you got Phantasmas guys in there? I mean, Okay. That really doesn't make much sense. I think the biggest thing of this show, of course, you got Keith Lee winning, or sorry, Keith Lee losing the NXT title to Karrion Cross. That fucking entrance. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. The very impressive wrestling debut of Pat McAfee, which, man, that guy gets it. And of course, a new North American champion. Okay, I guess we'll start off with the ladder match. For the... Oh no, sorry. I guess we'll start off with Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher. How can I forget that? I loved that match. That was my favorite match on the card. It was a wrestling match. Something you do not see much in this modern era of pure athleticism. These guys were just grappling and beating the piss out of each other. I loved it. I mean, it was a very good match. What else could be said? Winner Finn Balor. Which makes sense. I mean, I don't see any reason why you'd have Timothy Thatcher win. But I certainly see why a lot of people might not like it either. Because I guess, you know, people are expecting a different style, especially from Finn Balor. I think this really showed Finn Balor's real skills, though. Very, very good. Loved it. Now, the latter match. Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano versus Braun Smith versus Cameron Guys versus Redacted. I'm not even going to say his fucking name. This was uh, an NXT ladder match, so there's some great spots. Uh, I thought Cameron Grimes, I think, really had an excellent showing. I mean, I'm really high on Cameron Grimes, have been for a while. um, Since his impact in TNA days there. So, I think Damian Priest, well, obviously, Damian Priest had an excellent showing. He won the bloody match. Bronson Reed is money with the... With the uh, Bigelow tights, or uh, singlet. This was good. A lot of uh, excellent spots. I mean, as far as ladder match goes, most ladder matches are clusterfucks. Everyone's trying to outdo Edge Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardys. And then, you know what? They came close on some of these. They really came close, you know, redacted with that springboard off the top rope into the well, crowd. Would have been a crowd into those tables with a crash mat under him was giving props. That was pretty cool. I mean, we know my opinion on Johnny Gargano. I don't think we have to go much more into that. We know how much I despise Johnny Gargano. I don't care if he can do everything. He can't do shit between everything. You know, Damian Priest won. 
fun match, great match. I think it should have actually opened it, opened the show. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people during that first match went looking to see what was going on, if AEW had started or not yet. Uh, yeah, very good. Next up, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Of course, Adam Cole won. I mean, why wouldn't you? But one thing, yeah, Pat McAfee's moveset was very limited. We don't, I, you know, I don't know how much training he has had, but his uh, psychology was on point. I mean, this guy knew what to do, when to do it, and how to act like that outsider heel to make people hate him. Yeah, he impressed me. I'd like to see him get, you know, polished up with the in-ring stuff. The rest he's got, though. This was good. And, I mean, he's facing Adam Cole. So, can't go wrong when you're facing Adam Cole. What the fuck are you meowing at? Merlin! (sighs) Yeah, okay. Of course we get... Of course, though, we did get some interferences in this match, but that was expected, and I'm just going to completely ignore it, because overall, I thought this was just a good match. We had Drew McIntyre show up, and I love the shade he threw at Bailey and Sasha. I thought this was a very good showing for Drew McIntyre with his personality. Next up, Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Again, a very, very good match. Um, I kind of wish Dakota Kai won, to be honest. But I think we're going to see a lot coming from Dakota Kai going forward. This was probably the best women's match of the week. And you know what, fuck, it wasn't probably. This was the best women's match of the weekend. And it's certainly up there in, you know, top ten matches of the weekend. A lot of selling. They were both exhausted at the end. This was good. This was good. Of course, after the match, we get Raquel Gonzalez attacking Io. And Rhea Ripley comes out for the save. Okay, I'm interested. We got these two big jack women. I think I think that's going to be good. Announcement of NXT UK returning. I'm very happy for that. Curious to see how many people are left in NXT UK. So, could be good. Damian Priest celebration where he is getting into a hot tub in his leather pants with two women. Man, that redhead. Ooh. <laughs> now, on to the main event. Keith Lever's carrying cross. Okay. There are some couple things about this. That I just want to touch on. In the match graphic. It had Keith Lee. At 240. And carrying across at 265. Now I didn't hear the build weights. But. If you are seriously trying to tell me. Carrying across is 25 pounds more than Keith Lee. And only 2 inches taller. Come on. I think they had something backwards there. And during the pre-show. Booker T mentioned how he was going. He was. Choosing the super heavyweight in Keith Lee. Did no one show him the, uh, bill? <laughs> I mean, if he's 25 pounds lighter, is he really a super heavyweight? This, you know, was in and out of the ring. Very strong match. I mean, you're not getting much high flying on this one. Get your tail out of my face. The big, the, you know what? The, as good as this match was, the most impressive thing was easily carrying Cross's entrance and exit. Wow. I sure as shit wasn't expecting Pyro in full sail. I mean, I'm not a regular NXT viewer, so I don't know how often they do that, but I've been a big fan of Carrion for a while, and I'm glad to see his title reign begin. And just as we all expected, tonight, 
on SummerSlam, we got a vignette airing for Keith Lee's Raw debut tomorrow. I am looking forward to that. Let's see how they book him. Um, judging by his Rumble appearance, I think they're going to book him quite strong, at least at the start. One downside, though, of course, to this whole thing is a torn shoulder to carry and cross. Let's hope we don't get a Finn Balor situation where he has to drop the title immediately and then completely loses all momentum for years. There was a media call after, which I just want to touch on this, where Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net, the PW Boom podcast, once again asked about the investigation into him. You know, again, I'm not saying this fucking... Uh, and Triple H reiterated, uh, fact and I quote, I think we've talked about this. We've said our piece on it. I, under- I understand people's positions and their feelings of something that we really just are seeing accusations online. So I feel like there's nothing that needs to be said more on it. And again, that's it. Maybe, just maybe, they didn't contact the victim. So, how can you say you've gone through this investigation when ultimately it sure doesn't seem like you've investigated it? This is disappointing. Now, I know there are rumors of uh, talent, of just being sick of it. Like, come on, just do what needs to be done. They got rid of Enzo for less. Just, come on. Okay, on to the main event of the weekend. SummerSlam and the Thunderdome. I still love the Thunderdome. And I'm just going to say this right now. Whoever put the fucking Pikachu in front of their camera. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. And even more, the fire. You know who signed that was near the front row. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, let's do SummerSlam. And we got a lot of pyro. We got some pyro during the show, which was nice. I mean, Pyro's always great to see. Anyway, Bailey versus Asuka. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't watch this match. I guess I'm just so sick and tired of Bailey where I just kind of tuned out. So, let's see, we got Bailey in 12 minutes to retain the SmackDown title. Color gave it two and a half stars. So, I guess it didn't really matter if I didn't watch it. Yeah, like I said, the fans booed. <laughs> they were piped in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to touch on that for a second. They piped in fan crowd noises which i liked i think it's worked really well in hockey and it's working really well in wrestling it's just that extra little bit you know it it's brings it closer to normalcy hearing at least something well kind of except at the end but we'll touch on that later we get commercials on this which kind of pisses me off the ww network is not cheap in canada it is not nine ninety nine in Canada. I think I think I pay fifteen or sixteen dollars for this shit. So I watch a lot of back catalog stuff. Now I'm going to touch on that for a second. I watched Survivor Series two thousand two this weekend as I am doing a ruthless aggression era watch through starting from the draft. Man, that was a good show. That match, that hardcore match between Victoria and Trish Stratus. Oh. That was excellent. I completely forgot about Victoria being that psycho. Oh, and of course the debut of the Elimination Chamber. Man, that was a good show. And it was shorter than a modern day Raw. (laughs) Okay, back to modern. Do we have to? (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Um, Dominic, you know, of course, asking Ray not to really get involved. Be in my corner, but don't get involved. 
which made sense, kind of. Um, he has a baby face. It is his debut. And being a non-DQ match, why wouldn't Ray get involved right off the bat? That was a nice little storyline touch. Yeah, get caught in the next match. Kevin Owens on commentary, which was excellent. I really wish he referenced the Pikachu in the crowd, but... <laughs> the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza with Zelina Vega. Man! I know I said the FTR match was, like, my favorite private party match, uh, but this was my favorite tag match of the weekend. This was very good. Very, very good. Um, well put to get... Wow! Keller only gave it two and a half. Man, I would have given it four. <laughs> I liked this match, actually. Um, it was pretty obvious from the start that Zelina would get involved in some way. Whenever she's not wearing those fucking heels like that, you know she's getting involved. Uh, I really expected more of a um, a battle between her and, um, oh god, Bianca. <laughs> but, you know, uh, one fun thing about this was the solo cups they dropped. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it was only 8 minutes. Uh, a little more time, maybe 12, 13. There's that 13 again. Um, would have been nice. After the match, we get Owens inviting Alistair Black to join him on the Kevin Owens show tomorrow. Let's see how Alistair looks. Let's see if he's wearing a badass eye patch or something. Yeah. Commercials again. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. No disqualification. Loser leaves WWE. I was... Actually, this was a brutal match. Very physical. I was disappointed, I guess, in this match. If you watched my pre-show, um, you know I was expecting a lot from this match. I guess I over-expected. But it was good. But yeah, my expectations were too high. I thought they'd put on a lot more. I thought they'd be more creative with the finish. I mean, a lot of fans, of course, booked... That uh, Mandy would lose. Otis trading in the money in the bank to Sonya. To keep Mandy around. Sonya later cashing in. That would have been excellent. But I certainly understand why they went with this finish. I mean, it's been pretty widely publicized what happened last week. So, I don't think we really need to talk about that much more. And I guess the big thing is, thank you, Sonya. You've worked a lot really hard the last little while. You've been a very entertaining character. And um, I hope you come back. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, really hope, though, she's able to come back. But that was a very scary situation. And I would certainly understand if she found work elsewhere in a less uh, public role. This was 10 minutes. It was what it was. Sonya loses. Yeah. Alright, next up, our other debut match of the weekend. Seth Rollins versus Dominic. Uh, it was great. I mean, it was a really good match on Seth's part, I think. Um, I mean, Seth's not going to have a bad match. So, I guess I expected more from Dominic. Um, given his some of the schools he went to during his training tour. One thing about Dominic I really want to see before we get more matches from him, though, is uh, a better body. I mean, he looks like someone would be sitting in the fucking fifth row, you know? Um, 
It's when I see these wrestlers, I want them to be, you know, a real life superhero or villain. I'm still, I guess, in the 80s and 90s in that way. Um, he just, I mean, he just looked like a fan, ultimately. I mean, Pat McAfee looked like someone that belonged in a wrestling ring. Dominic looks like someone that belongs in the concession line. I'm sure he's going to be very good in the future. But, again, I just, I want, that kind of really threw me off a lot. So 24 minutes, Keller gave it three and a half stars. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, 24 minutes, I think, was maybe five minutes too long. It was good. It was what it was. But, yeah, uh, excellent match, really. Uh, I don't think anyone expected Dominic to win. I'm pretty sure this is going to continue. At the very least, Seth's character is going to continue, and maybe... Down the road, we get, you know, I still want Dominic to turn heel. So easy. Could you imagine if he came out tonight in Eddie Guerrero-inspired gear? <laughs> like, just, come on. It's such an easy heel turn to right. Ah, oh, man. Sasha Banks versus Asuka. This was much better, I think, than the... uh Opening match, uh, Keller gave it two and three quarters, so obviously he thought it was just a little bit better. But, yeah, uh, I didn't like the finish. thought the finish was just kind of, eh. Yeah, everyone, I think, expected the failed distraction. If you can even call it a failed distraction. Um, I mean, Bailey, I think the whole point of this finish was to lead to the Bailey-Sasha split. Because Sasha helped Bailey. Bailey sure as fuck didn't help Sasha. Good match, strong match, hard hitting match. I mean, you can see that these two really have a lot of faith in each other. There's a lot of chemistry there. Every time they've locked up, it's been really a more strong style match. So it's been snug. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, st- I want to see more Asuka and Sasha Banks still. Ultimately, and I think that's a success. Let's see what happens now with Oscar in the title and the uh, pay-per-view coming up this weekend. God, three pay-per-views in three weekends. Oh man, this is going to be brutal. <laughs> At least it ends with a good one. I mean, we know AEW is not going to disappoint. Okay, and on to our main event: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton in the du- oh no, this is fuck co-main event: Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I was actually shocked at the length of this match. I thought it was going to be quicker. We didn't get a punt. We got a good wrestling match again. This was probably match of the night, I would say, as far as WWE goes. Oh, I guess it was the only show. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what uh, really what could be expected. I know some people expected a very quick match. Some didn't. I was on the quick match side. I really thought... Okay, here's what I thought was going to happen. I really thought... Drew was going to go for the Claymore earlier. Orton was going to reverse into an RKL and then punt him. Ding, ding, ding. And then a vengeance we get. We get uh, Drew winning the title back in front of a pseudo crowd. But they win with Drew retaining and 21 minutes. Wow. I didn't think it was that long, honestly. Unexpected, I guess, because it was just... It was good. The finish, I loved. I'm just going to say that. This one, I loved the finish. The way that uh, Drew reversed the RKO into a backslide. 
I mean, he didn't even win with his finisher. He won with a counter of Randy's finisher. And I thought that would that really put, uh, put Drew over pretty well. And Randy didn't need the win. I mean, especially because it was off the uh, reversal. I think Randy's got good reasoning now as a heel to say, hey, that was a fucking fluke. Um, shocker, we got no Ric Flair, no Shawn Michaels, you know, no Big Show, no Edge. None of these legends that Randy took out uh, appeared, which was certainly surprising. But... I mean, I don't think they were, they certainly weren't necessary. Um, would they have hurt the match? I don't know. Hard to say. But, yeah. After this match, we got the Keith Lee vignette. Where we're going to see Keith Lee on Raw tomorrow. Well, I guess, or tonight as you're watching this, or yesterday, if you're listening to this. Um, I'm sure this is going to be excellent. I'm sure he's going to get a good push, a... No, maybe a Kevin Owens style push at the start. And then like most NXT guys will probably fizzle out. But this is a big guy. And I hope maybe Survivor Series or Rumble we get a uh, proper Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar match. I really want to see that. I think they could do quite well together. Even though Brock typically works better with smaller guys. Yeah. I think there's a lot of upside here. Now the main event. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend in a False Count Anywhere title match. This really wasn't much of a False Count Anywhere match, was it? It was almost... They were barely out of the ring. I mean, yeah, they went into Gorilla a little bit, but I just... I don't really know why. Um, yeah, I just don't know why they went... They called it a False Count Anywhere match. I mean... Anyway, it was 12 minutes. I thought... Given the uh, talent, it was good. I'm quite frankly not even intrigued with what they're doing with Braun. And I was one of those people like, turn him heel, turn him heel, turn him heel. But I'm not a fan of this new monster character. Um, I don't know, I think it's just... He... it's... I think over the last few months we've seen the personality from Braun where he should almost stay the face because now we... It's like a Big E thing, you know? Could Big E turn heel and be great, probably. Um, but what we've seen is the real Big E over the last few years. And I think it's becoming the same with Braun. Where we're seeing this uh, wacky... I gotta hate that word. But this... Very, um, you know, down-to-earth, personal guy. Um, yeah, we get the Fiend, but... The only thing I don't like is now we got the Fiend as champion again. Um, it worked so well last time. So, but I think... It seems to me the Fiend's going to be a transitional champion. Possibly even as quick as, uh... What is it also? Oh, Payback. I keep thinking it's Vengeance for some reason. I really don't... I will not be shocked if we see The Fiend lose the title next Sunday at Payback to the surprise return, which I think a lot of us are like, holy shit, that was unexpected. Oops. The Dirt Sheets said, you know, he's not coming back till a vaccine. Don't expect him back till a vaccine while well, he's fucking back. And he looks great. I don't know if it's the lack of that fucking vest 
But it looks to me like Roman's put on a few pounds of muscle. His chest looked bigger. His traps looked bigger. His arms are definitely bigger. You know, I'm intrigued with this Roman. He had a few words after the beatdown of both Braun and Bray. And yeah, I think we might get a um, maybe a soft repackaged Roman Reigns where he's more Joe, I guess. Um this is, I, I'm really looking forward to what they do with Roman on Friday. I mean, they might even have him tomorrow on Raw, you know, but I'm really looking forward to this. I'm really excited for this. But I wish they um, piped in a mixed reaction. I mean, let's face it, it probably still would have been a mixed. We really haven't had a wholly positive Roman Reigns reaction since his return from leukemia. I'm actually surprised he did return, given, you know, it's a remission but there have been cases with WWE, but um, yeah, I'm glad to see Roman back. I'm really, really glad to see Roman back, especially with the uh, with the shape he's in. I hope he doesn't bring back the tack vest because the way he looked with it was like, wow, this is gonna be good. Uh, overall, I would say it's it was it's a toss up for me between AEW. And NXT for the best show of the weekend. SummerSlam is still very good. Like, I'd say maybe AEW is in total a four and a quarter star. Um, NXT maybe like four and an eighth, four. And, you know, SummerSlam just below. Mostly just because my disappointment. Um, I think one thing about uh, NXT is I think we're going to get a, a lot of Botchamania stuff. There was some sloppy stuff during uh, NXT TakeOver 30. But, yeah, good show. Excellent weekend. And then after SummerSlam, we had the... Uh, I know it heard earlier, but I watched it tonight after SummerSlam, the 24 of WrestleMania. Wow, that was uh, intense, actually. It's nice to see them referencing COVID. Um, I guess kind of had to in this case seeing you know like Rhea in the stadium you got Owens you know wanting to jump off the fucking Buccaneers pirate ship and all that Roman you know they didn't of course they, because of his twin, newborn twin daughter saying he's not appearing uh it was an hour long I kind of wish they went a little more but yeah really excellent I mean uh, we saw a very different side of Braun Strowman during that documentary that I want to talk about. Um, where he's talking about bullying and whatnot. I mean, we're wrestling fans. I think a lot of us have can feel for him in that. Uh, yeah, seeing him crying and getting emotional about his past bullying. And why he got fucking huge. <laughs> that was uh, That was powerful. That was very powerful. Um, and then let's talk about that Vince. <laughs> this man turned 75. 75. August 24th, 2020. And he is doing that 10 foot back bump onto a crash pad. You gotta respect that. Say what you will about Vince. Say what you will about his, his booking. His sense of humor. How he treats people. The man's got balls. I mean, they even showed a clip of him doing the zip line that Shawn Michaels did. That man, 
give him props, you know. If he ain't going to do it, he's not going to let someone else do it. So, I, I really enjoyed that documentary. Oh, man. Okay. Let's tidy up a few things out. Like I said, I've been doing a Ruthless Aggression uh, watch-through, so we might talk about those going forward, too, in these. If I watch one or two during the week. Um, scheduling, what we're going to do right now is uh, the video portion that will be available on Saturdays. Um, I'm going to play around with some video editing. Oops, I really got to stop hitting my mic. I'm going to play around with some video editing stuff uh, this week. Try and make these a little bit better. This one's raw and uncut just simply because I want to get it out. Um, so right now we're looking at Saturdays at noon, but that might change to a little bit later depending on what I'm doing Saturdays. Um, I record these late, so it's really not a edit before bed type of thing. I mean, we're currently sitting at about 47 minutes, which means probably three hours of fucking editing. Um, plus editing the audio portion. That's right. I am bringing back the audio portion. I just, I mean, these are long. I can understand people not wanting to sit and watch some fucking Mark from Calgary, Alberta talk about wrestling for an hour. Especially because I'm not, I'm not the most in depth. I'm very roundabout. I you know, uh, I know. But there was some interest in the audio portion earlier this year, so I'm gonna bring it back. Audio portion. If the video drops on Saturday, the audio portion will be dropping Sunday at the latest. I might even drop it Saturday evenings. Um, I do actually edit the audio show, uh, so. Yeah, uh, that's about it. The next the next show will be Saturday, where we'll talk about Raw. This week's Raw. This week's Impact, possibly. That's uh, up in the air right now, as I will have a drive shaft in for my 280ZX. So I kind of want to get try and get underneath that done Tuesday, Wednesday. And drive take it for a test drive maybe Thursday. Uh, maybe to work and back or something. But, so, that's up in the air. I may or may not watch AEW Dark. I may or may not watch NXT. Um, those two are kind of when I have time. Uh, and NXT, typically I watch the hour-long version on Sportsnet 360 at 5pm Mountain, 7pm uh, Eastern, right before SmackDown, just because it's just easier. I mean... Even though I'm on the network watching Ruthless Aggression stuff. AW Dark I love, but again, it's anywhere from an hour to two hours of extra time. And then I also do a lot of uh, streaming on Twitch at Freak Showing. Freak with two E's, show INC. Um, from 8pm to between 11 and midnight. This week. Uh, I'll do that after, actually. So, those are up in the air. AW dynamite we will be watched i will be reviewing or i don't really like reviewing just talking about what i liked this is more of a hits and misses i almost want to do just a hits and misses type thing more than a review who gives a shit about my star ratings i'm some mark from calgary <laughs> you know uh yeah and of course smackdown for sure especially with Roman back i may or may not do something for payback 
If I do something for payback, it'll probably just be a quick one. Uh, we'll see how the show is and whether or not I actually pay attention. This isn't even a B or a D. This is like a fucking, you know, PQRS fucking show. Um, it's, I don't even know why they started in, especially when they're still a show in September. Are they trying to fatigue us to not buy AEW? <laughs> so yeah, that's this week. Next week, the same thing. Uh, next week, I probably will have Impact in there. Probably will have Dark in there. Since every, I think next week, everything's back to a regular show, regular schedule. And of course, we will have a special pre-show, post-show of All Out. Maybe I'll try and get a buddy of mine involved in that too, as a casual fan's perspective. Again, uh, and as always, you can watch me on Twitch. Sometimes I'll stream on Mondays after Raw. I try to. Tuesday, we will be streaming on Twitch as well. Probably uh, a little bit of Flight Simulator. And then into some Mass Effect, I think. Mass Effect 2. I primarily like to stream, you know, some nostalgia stuff. Usually from the 2010 era. Around there. Stream that. No stream Wednesday. I don't like streaming Wednesdays. Um, Thursday after Dynamite. There will be a stream Friday. We will be streaming. It will be a little shorter possibly. Probably 8 to 10, 30, 11. Then I'll be recording. Saturday, no stream. Sunday, maybe something. I don't know yet. But like I said, my car will be... I'm working on my 280Z. My 1981 Datsun 280ZX. A lot this week, get it on the road, get some fun. Tuesday, we'll see you with the stream. I might be too tired, actually. Me, I'm going out to, driving out to Drumheller. I'm going to go to the Road Tour Museum and a tour of a dig site. Maybe I'll talk about that on a vlog format Tuesday night. But, that's that. Thank you for listening to Turnbuckle Commentary. Hey. God, I'll figure this out one day. It's spelled right this week. <laughs> Well, I recorded this about a half hour later because I realized my dumb ass <laughs> spelled turnbuckle wrong last week. This is not tunner buckle. <laughs> it's turnbuckle commentary. I'm sure I'm going to fucking do it again. I am not very good at typing. <laughs> Can't believe I did that. Anyway, thank you for listening. This is back to being a weekly show. Audio and video. I'm gonna, I swear, I'm gonna work on some video editing stuff this week. Um, and make this better. Cut out a bunch of this extra bullshit where I'm yelling at the fucking cats. Anyway, thanks for watching. Whoever put Pikachu up on the crowd, you're my hero. You're an excellent weekend. Roman's back. I'm thrilled. Carrying Cross as champion. I'm fucking thrilled. Let's see where they go with Cody. Let's see where they go with Brody. Hey, this is Turnbuckle Commentary. I am Freak Show Incorporated. Thanks for watching and listening.